0: Welcome to the Stories of Light podcast. Are you searching for God-centered mentors in the network marketing industry? Are you striving for success or seeking to serve the kingdom? Do you want to build this business His way? You're in luck, friend. I'm Heather, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of the most successful God-centered leaders in the industry who are willing to share their wisdom and pour into you. Get excited for today's interview okay guys y'all are going to be so excited to hear from somebody you might have even heard of already because she is a rock star podcaster herself miss heather shriver burns heather thanks for being here today thanks for having me i've been looking forward to this all day well our story is pretty crazy heather actually has a background as a top one percent network marketing top leader for a company she was with several years ago And when I was starting my journey in my current company, I had no idea what I was doing. Our company was brand new and I did have an amazing upline, but we really didn't have a whole lot of trainings or systems or tools out there to us. So you're not gonna believe this. I actually found Heather years ago, almost five years ago, probably four years ago, maybe even to the day when I was trying to find resources to build my business, I found her on YouTube. And praise the Lord that she had an abundance mindset when she was in her company to be able to not only broadcast for her team, but to publish those trainings onto YouTube. Because I remember them serving me well. And it wasn't until Stephanie Gass, who is our mutual um, podcasting coach, if you will, connected us in her group that I was like, wait a minute, Heather, I know you, I remember you and you poured so much into my business back then. You guys, Heather's kind of a big deal. She, again, is a podcaster with the garden of favor podcast, and she is a teacher by education. She was a six figure corporate exec. And again, she was a top 1% network marketer, and now she is a life coach for Christian female entrepreneurs. So no doubt the stories, the wisdom and the impact that she's going to share today is going to be invaluable. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord brought us back together, Heather.
1: Yes. Heathers have to stick together. I'm still blown away by that story. When you said, did you have videos on YouTube? I'm like, yes, I did. But it's just so cool how God works. He's so fun. He's
0: so fun. I love the way that you said that. Yes, he is, especially when we trust him. And also, I think when we just look for those little God weights to know that we're on the right path, right? And we're in this yes. thing together us that are God-centered girls, right? And whatever business we might be doing at the time that He's got us and we are equipping each other to do his work here on earth, obviously with a kingdom-based mindset. So I'm so excited to learn more about your story today. So tell us maybe the backstory, Heather. Tell us where you grew up, where you're from, of course, and just give us
1: you know the early days. Yeah, the early days. All right. So I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I lived there up until I was 21. I ended up going to college for teaching. I was a teacher and could not find a job. Everybody, all the baby boomers were holding on to their pensions and whatnot. And so I ended up moving across the country to Arizona to get a job in the teaching world and ended up staying there for six years and did teaching. And then I ended up getting into sales, which is where I met my husband. And then I ended up moving to Texas. And so we lived there for a little bit of time. I met my husband in New Jersey. We have kind of a unique little love story. But all that to say, I'm from Pennsylvania, lived there my whole life within Arizona and Texas for about eight years. And we are back here in Pennsylvania. It's like, I always say, it's like a big black hole. It just kind of sucks you right back in. <laughs> and it's like, it's just home sweet home for us. So we have three little ones. We have a seven-year-old, four-year-old, and a two-year-old. Aww. And George and I just celebrated our eight-year anniversary. So <laughs> Congratulations. that's kind of the... Personal yeah side of of my
0: backstory, oh my gosh, I love that you were so concise, but so much goodness packed in that one little quick intro. Tell us about your experience growing up with the Lord. I know just from listening to your podcast that you did kind of grow up in the church, but that things have
1: shifted a little bit, so maybe share with us your experience for coming to know the Lord and your faith journey a little bit. yeah, I'm so grateful that my parents knew they met Jesus in their late twenties and so I was raised. week after I was born, probably was in a church. So I've gone to church my whole life. But you know, what I've learned as I've grown up, there's a big difference between learning who God is from what other people tell you and learning Mm. who God is from your own personal experiences. So honestly, moving away to Arizona, it was such a pivotal time in my life, but finding God on my own in my 20s and Mm. running away, so to speak, you know, I was like a prodigal daughter in some ways. And so I I never really left the church, but I definitely was very curious and didn't put God first in my life. But that really helped me find God for who I believe he is and how he was for me, as opposed to feeling like I had to go to church or, you know, was being forced to do it. And so I actually was saved as a very little girl, accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And so I've walked my whole life with him. Thank you, Lord, for that. However, Just in my twenties and thirties, I really grew a personal intimate relationship with the Lord through my trials and errors. I think it's through that, right? Trials. He never stops chasing us. So I'm just grateful for that.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. And one of the things I've heard you say is when people say, well, Heather, I'm not religious. And I'm sure people listening to this, because we probably have no Christians or people who got this God thing going listening, but we also may have people who are kind of curious. And I love that you say that it's not about religion for you, that it's about the relationship. And I know that that is from the short time that I've known
1: you, that that is what you
0: seek above all. It's just that relationship and listening to the Lord, right?
1: Yeah, and I always say religion. Yeah, I'm not about religion. And I, a lot of women who come to me and they'll say, well, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual or I'm this, or I believe in God, but I'm not. And I'm like, well, that's so good that you're not religious because religion is what killed Jesus, right? Amen for Jesus. that. Jesus came and the religious people are the people who actually didn't like what he was doing. And so there is such a thing as the religious spirit. It really can prohibit people from really understanding what Jesus actually did for us and who God is. And so I encourage you if you're not religious, good, don't become religious. Just seek a relationship with God. And that is what has totally changed my life.
0: I love that. And I love that you also touched on the way that you've grown in your faith isn't over just the immense blessings that you've had in both corporate life as well as in network marketing. And now that you're experiencing as a Christian life coach, but instead it's through the hard times, right? And I know that it hasn't always been easy on this journey with you. So maybe walk us through your business, like your relationship, I guess, with the Lord and how he equipped you for multiple different platforms, which of course now allows you to better serve any Christian entrepreneur who might be seeking that deeper level, not just with the mindset side, but also the scientific side. Maybe walk us through your early days in entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah. So I, like I said, I went to school. I was a teacher for three years and I got into the corporate world, kind of climbed the corporate ladder. And I don't know about, I have a tendency to have this three-year burnout. I set goals, I achieve them, and then I'm kind of bored. And so (laughs) I did that with with everything. I just have this three-year burnout. I always tell my husband, I'm like, man, you are the one person that I will never I just he's my best friend. And I'm just getting tired of him. But career wise, I kind of have these, I like a new challenge. And then I'm Mm -hmm. bored. In fact, when I became a mom is how I discovered network marketing, I had gained weight and wanted to actually get healthy. For the first time, it wasn't about being skinny or fitting into a certain size, I actually wanted to really learn how to become healthy through nutrition and just really treating my body like it is the temple that it is. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up, joining a network marketing company in health and fitness to learn that. And then I saw a door open. Now, when I first joined, I had zero idea that this would be any type of what I refer to now as a business tree. It's a business, but it was a ministry Mm -hmm. until the Lord showed me that what I was doing was actually a ministry. And at first, I just wanted to join the company so that, well, first of all, it was for weight loss and learning how Mm -hmm. to be healthy. But then it turned into this, oh my goodness, this could be my ticket to have flexibility as a working mother. I don't have to work 60, 70 hours a week to make X amount of dollars. I can have my own business. And then the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and was like, yes, you can have a business, but you also have a ministry here. Mm -hmm. And that, I remember that morning I was in my quiet time with him and he showed me how this business model that I was working was a direct correlation to my faith and that changed everything for me. So I was like, wow, I see how this could be a platform for me to not only share how to become healthy physically, but how to become healthy spiritually. And so I ended up building that business. It took about three years to build that to six figures. And then I got bored. I loved it, (laughs) but I was ready for a new challenge. And so as I could feel the Lord was shifting my heart, and I always say he was positioning me for the pivot, as he was positioning my heart I was open to other opportunities and I found another opportunity Mm -hmm. that was kind of that like overnight success, but people didn't understand that I had already spent three years in (laughs) right. So that business kind of tended to explode overnight, literally. And it was a wild ride so much so that it was like a freight train. Everything was happening so fast and everything Mm -hmm. that I had prayed for in my previous experience in my business, I was getting. And interesting enough, this is a huge part of why I'm a life coach, because our foundation is the most important thing. And so what happened was I had this huge business built on, I knew Jesus, I knew the Lord, I gave him glory, and I was shouting him out on my post. But at the end of the day, the Lord showed me I had a rocky foundation. And it was in the fact that I didn't Mm -hmm. trust God to continue to bring me the blessing that he was giving me. And I thought I had to strive for it. I thought I had something to prove mm. not only just to people on social media or my company, but it was more like having to prove God, like that I was worthy enough to receive these blessings mm. and ended up building a eight figure business with that. Wow. And ended up losing that eight. figure oh, business. Gosh. So when I was actually terminated from <sighs> the company and I will rephrase that because that's the true term of what happened, but God showed me that he rescued me. He had given me some signs of discernment and I didn't listen. I didn't listen, Mm -hmm. I didn't listen. But at the end of the day, I was terminated from the company for they had accused me of soliciting for a new company. Mm -hmm. And to just, you know, not get into all the detail, I hadn't done what I was accused of, but I still got terminated and ended up leaving that company and building a third network marketing business up to seven figures. And I actually still technically have that today. And but the Lord has called me out of network marketing All that to say that in that season of darkness of losing everything that I put my everything into is where I really grew in my relationship with the Lord. You know, when you're down, like I had to lose it all to find it all basically. And I don't think God did that to me, or I don't think it was necessarily a test. I think it happened and God found me in it and he was with me in it. And he walked me through that dark, dark, dark season of, brokenness. I was so hurt by people and words spoken about me. And as you know, network marketing, it's very public if you're doing it online. And so this thing happened very publicly and I felt like I couldn't defend myself. And there's just a lot of trauma there. Mm. 27 weeks pregnant with my third child. Oh gosh. And so I was reading something the other day and I forget exactly what the scripture was, but it says, I think it was Paul. He was saying, what happened to me was actually my deliverance. And the Lord just continues, this is like years ago that this happened, but the Lord continues to just give me sweet little love notes from him to show me that, hey, that happened, but there's something good that's coming from that. So where I thought I was buried, the Lord actually just planted me. And it has been the trajectory for my relationship with him and my business. And really allowed me to rebuild my entrepreneurial journey on a solid foundation.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so good. And my life verse is Romans 8, 28, that the Lord works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen. And I feel like that's exactly what you are experiencing is I honestly I cannot, I truly can't fathom what that had to feel like that you didn't do anything wrong. You were being falsely accused. But yet both a blessing, but also something that, you know, had worked really hard for her to have that stripped right out from under you. Like, honestly, I can't imagine Heather, and thank you for vulnerably sharing that experience, because although I'm sure many people can't relate to that, I know that we can all relate to those really, really hard unimaginable times in both our life and in our business. So you kind of mentioned the discernment factor and the Lord, again, maintaining your relationship with him. Is there a specific story with that company or really with any of your experiences in your company that you just knew that he was with you, that you couldn't maybe see the answer, see what it was going to be, or he just showed up and showed you that he was right there?
1: Yeah. The fact that my children didn't have to not go hungry or we didn't Mm -hmm. miss a bill at the time. We had retired my husband from the corporate world because it didn't make sense for him to go to an office. Uh, financially. We didn't really need it, but he was pursuing his dreams of real estate. And so he was home with us and I was about to have our third baby. And I can honestly, I mean, I used to just sit in my office and just weep and listen to worship music and listen to sermons and read the Bible. So as I shared before, I've known the Lord my whole life, but I never read through the entire Bible until 2018. And since then now my fourth time reading through it. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) That is what changed my life because the hours that I used to spend working, as the Lord was healing my heart oh. and showing me who I was in His eyes, and it didn't matter what other people said about me. It didn't matter what other people posted yes. about me. It didn't matter whether the videos that I had seen and all of that. It mattered what God says about me. And so, as I went on this journey of this identity in Christ, right? I think so much in the entrepreneur space we focus on I am statements. These I am statements have to be rooted in truth of who we are because of jesus and because Mm. of what he has done so 2018 and 2019 was all about the lord restoring my identity in him and then 2020 was all about who is god (laughs) because that's a whole other story Uh, but i think the lord continues to show me where he was in the mess because i have asked that question i mean i think any person would say did i do something wrong like why Mm. why is this happening to me and is this a punishment I asked the Lord and I'm going to tear up because I've asked the Lord this question many times, like, why did this have to happen? But I can't help but think that it had to happen. Not because God did it, but he allowed it to happen so that he could find me in that deep wow. dark space. I read a book. It's crushing by TD Jakes. I read that during that season and it's such a good book. If you're in a, in a dark place and you feel like you're being crushed or you feel like you are just, why is this stuff happening to me? The Lord gave me so many nuggets in that book, but thinking about photographs, right? They're developed in the dark.
0: And mm. thinking about
1: sea, they break and they're broken within the dirt, right? And it feels dirty and yucky and dark down there. However, the Lord is doing something. And so I only sit here before you today with a deeper relationship, intimacy, and trust in who God is because he was with me in the dark. And had I not experienced that and gone through that, I know that I wouldn't know God to the depths of who he is to me today. Gosh,
0: that is so good, girl. Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, talk us through your newest kind of endeavor and what he's called you to now, which is to serve others through these experiences, both in network marketing, but also in your experience as a corporate sales executive. So you now are a Christian life coach, right? And you were sharing with me that you bring both the mindset piece and the heart piece, right, and kind of checking the heart and that motivation. And then you even pair it together with a background in neuroscience that you're now pursuing. So how did you transition into that? And how did the Lord show that that was what he had for you
1: at that time? And what does that look like now? Yeah, so it all ties actually back to that first network marketing business. I actually got my life coaching certification in 2016, because I knew there was a direct correlation. There was something disconnected between the people who would invest in their health and actually do Mm. something and actually apply it. Man, what is it? What is the missing piece? Like, I don't want them spending all this money and then not actually seeing results. And so most people think they need more discipline, more motivation, more willpower. And I knew that that wasn't the answer because people were coming to me motivated. They were coming Mm. to me thinking, I'm ready to change my life. And so I ended up getting that then. And I used that all throughout. And that was, I think, a big part of why I was a good leader in the network marketing space because I learned a lot of those types of, things in that but then fast forward to 2019 after I got through the initial shock of everything and the healing and the Lord just really had showed me that he planted the seed a long time ago for me to be a teacher but to be a teacher in a different way so my heart now is really focusing one on the heart set because the Lord looks at the heart and we look so much at the outward, right? We look at what we're doing. We want more strategies. We want more formulas. We want the right method. We want the secret sauce of what everyone who is successful is doing. But the Lord showed me that I had all that stuff, but my heart, there was things in my heart that he wanted to change up for me. And so because he looks at the heart, I'm so passionate about helping women see what is it? What's in your heart? Because that's what God looks at first. And then second, it is the mindset. Right. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're supposed mm-hmm. to take our thoughts captive. So much of the new age practice, which has been very infiltrated into the network marketing space, as I mm-hmm. see it everywhere, there's just a counterfeit for truths of, of God's yep. word. Right. And the enemy is just putting the power into the person instead of the power into really where we get that source from. Yes. So I work a lot with the science and the brain science of like how do our brains actually work? And I'll tell you, as I got the certification in 2016 for the life coaching side of it, as I was healing in my own journey, I was writing out the acclamations. I was tying it to biblical truths. I was speaking God's word over my life. I was declaring and and all the things and I was doing on the outside, all of the things and would still find myself weeping when I would talk about my story, or I would still find myself angry or, and I I had done a lot of forgiveness. I had done (laughs) all the things, right? If you look at the brief process. I felt like I had done all of those things. And so I was very frustrated with my personal business because I could tell that I was getting up to a point where I was hitting a ceiling. And the old Heather, who was super ambitious and super fun and carefree and just going for it and trusting God all along the way, there was something off in my coaching practice. And I was frustrated. Every time I go to set goals, I couldn't figure out why. All of that to say that What I learned was that I was coaching myself and I was hiring coaches and all the things to coach to really the surface, the symptoms, not so much the source. And so the neuroscience helps you get to the source of the problem, which typically boils down to one of three things. As a human, our three basic needs is to feel loved, to feel safe, and to feel worthy. And so we will make decisions based off of the threat of any one of those threes. And typically we fight, flight, or freeze. And in my business, I was realizing I was either keeping myself super busy with stuff that wasn't super productive, or I was just completely ignoring certain things. And so, anyways, all of that just say that fast forward till to today that I know, subconsciously, <laughs> subconsciously, I was operating as a victim because so of what had happened to me, although I do believe it happened for me, right. I still subconsciously was operating as if I were a victim. And victims, wow. me, right? We fight, flight or freeze. And so I just couldn't get past this goal setting. And I'm like, man, I used to do this. Look <laughs> at my history. Like, what is wrong with you? And I would sit there and I was like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And part of that was that I wouldn't allow myself to sit in the feelings. And so first of all, we have to recognize when we take the thought captive. Well, if you don't even know what you're thinking, and you can't take yeah. it captive, you can't take that thought captive. So through the science of the brain, plus the biblical truths of all the things that God says that we are and all the things that he tells us in our word, you know, where there is no vision, the people will perish, all those things. I tie those all together and help people really see where the missing piece is. And most of that is in our subconscious, which we operate 90% of our life based off of our subconscious. It's why we can drive to, you know, for me, it's like Target. I don't think go like a right. I just, my car just goes there, you know, because it's a habit. It's something that I've done so many times that we don't really consciously think about it. We just do it. We have to get into the habits. We have to really subconsciously believe we are who God says that we are. And that is what the enemy is after. He is after your identity. He does not want us to know the power that we have. He does not want us to know our identity in Christ. He doesn't want us to know what our inheritance of who we are as children of God. That's why I'm passionate about tying those two things together with the science, but then also the biblical truths.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. And it's so crazy. I was just listening this morning on Audible, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Book? yeah, it's so good. Oh, I've never listened to One of my it. first network marketing books. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. I, I didn't even realize if it was specific to that, but it's so good. And he was saying exactly the same thing that so much of the decisions that we make in our day really come down to the subconscious and the habits. And again, you have to be aware of that as a first step. I love it when things, and I think I've said this before on the podcast before, when I hear it from one source, then maybe in my devotional, and I read it, the word, and then I talk to someone else, or maybe have a conversation with my husband, and that same kind of recurring theme comes up. It's pretty amazing how the Lord works all that,
1: <laughs> all that together, yes, like it's little it. like, yep, you're on the right path. You're on the right path. Yes. And that eat that, problem, that was One of those first books that I read, because of course, I think I need more discipline. Yeah. I need more motivation. I need to just suck it up buttercup mm-hmm. and do it. But what I know now is it's not about that. It's about right. finding out why you're avoiding that thing. There's something on the other side of that. There's a deeper reason why you fight flight or freeze from mm. that activity. That's what I hope people see is why are you right? Why is that the hardest thing? Right. Because we do have a choice to believe, right? If we think it's hard, like recruiting. So I was a top recruiter, mm. which is why I really had such a successful career in network marketing. I loved sharing the business opportunity. Wow. and recruiting is a mindset. However you think about recruiting, the thoughts that you think about recruiting will impact how you recruit. Whether you think it's fun and it's exciting and it's really an opportunity for you to change people's lives or you're like, oh, it's scary. People are going to think I'm just part of one of those pyramid Mm -hmm. schemes or whatever. Your thoughts literally produce emotions, which then produce everything else that happens after it. And so I have to eat that frog. I should probably read it again from the knowledge (laughs) that I have now and see like, oh, yeah can totally see the (laughs) science behind why you're avoiding that hard, air quotes, hard thing. Oh my Uh, gosh. I love that. Well, what would you say
0: to somebody who is maybe struggling? Because I hear this a lot of times with people who do have a relationship with the Lord and they're in business that, what would you say to someone who's maybe struggling with the thought of, is this where God wants me to be? Or is this what God has for me? Or is there something else? What would you say to someone who might be feeling that?
1: Yeah, I think that's a very valid question. I think that was a lot of my journey that I liked a lot of aspects of the network marketing profession, but something was missing and I couldn't figure out what that thing was. And I knew the Lord was blessing me. I knew he was using me. I knew it was a way to share him. And ultimately that's what we're here to do, right? To go and tell. And so I think a lot of people think that purpose and calling are synonymous in my definition. They're different. Our purpose is to glorify God in all we do and say, whether that's changing a diaper or brushing our teeth. I mean, anything that we do we yeah. literally can glorify God. It doesn't necessarily have to be on a platform or, you know, with our time, we can yes. glorify God, we can honor him. We love, glorify, honor, worship God. That's what we're here to do, right? Love it. Calling is one of the ways we get to fulfill our purpose. And that changes seasons, right? Think of Ecclesiastes just a season mm-hmm. for everything. And so mm-hmm. I think that My own personal experience in network marketing is that the Lord used it as a stepping stone to get to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And do I think that the Lord uses people in the network marketing profession? Absolutely. It's an awesome way to share your testimony and to share God's goodness and all of that. But if you're questioning if this is for you or not, one, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Mm -hmm. I love that. Liberty. Mm -hmm. I love that verse because it's my number one way to tell whether, well, first of all, is it biblical or not? anywhere in scripture that it says network marketing is or is not biblical. <laughs> but another test of that is where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's peace, there's liberty. And so if something tugging in your heart, that something's off, well, it's absolutely something to pray about. So number one, pray about mm-hmm. it, right? Number two, ask him to give you discernment. I always use this with clients like give wisdom and give discernment and assignment rather than just saying in general, Hey, God, I just would oh, love more wisdom. I'd love more discernment. Yeah. Give discernment and assignment. Lord, I feel as if this might not be for me. Can you give me discernment to help me determine whether or not, Holy Spirit, show me, is this for me or is this not for me? I think so often in network marketing, we can look at the other person and take their dreams as our dreams. And Mm -hmm. we can get that kind of twisted in that, depending on who teaches you how to build your network marketing business, (laughs) I believe that network marketing is an extension of who you are and it should never be the whole thing it's just part of a way to fulfill the purpose it's one of the branches i say on the tree like your tree is the trunk it never changes your purpose is to glorify honor worship love god the branch could be one of those things but so could motherhood so could being a wife so could working in a day job but i think in network marketing because a lot of the top leaders and i speak from a place where i used to be that person basically only makes network marketing as if it's like the only thing that you should be going after. And it should be your main thing that it sometimes can make other people feel like they have to go after that same goal. I hope I'm answering your question. Do I think that network marketing is for people? Absolutely. Do I think it's not for some people and they've kind of, they're being distracted by network marketing and it's actually keeping them from the thing that the Lord is calling them to? A 100%. I see that all the time with women just wanting to know, can you help me figure out, is this for me or not? Yeah, pray about it is number one, like pray Mm -hmm. about it. And then if you have peace, then go for it. If not, then figure out what is it that the Lord has gifted you in and where is he calling you to serve? I think you answered that
0: beautifully. And I think that that can apply to someone who maybe is wondering the different avenues, again, whether that's a mom, a teacher or a corporate executive, a independent boutique owner, which of course is my background or somebody in network marketing. And I love that you broke that down between the purpose and the calling. Cause you're right. Like the Lord just wants us to exemplify Jesus in all that we do, right? <laughs> like you said, how would Jesus change a diaper? How would he cook this meal for my family? Those everyday little small things. I know that that's where he wants us to show up just like he would do. But I agree. I think that there's something that we are called to that we can feel in our soul. And I love ECC3 that this is a season. And sometimes the Lord, I know I can remember that very vividly when I owned my traditional boutique business, it, I knew that that season wasn't necessarily where he wanted me anymore, but I couldn't imagine that there could be something better or bigger or what the heck he had planned for me. And I'm just thankful that I just trusted him and took that next step. And I agree, I think that prayer and just trusting that he will guide you and that his plans are always better, better than anything we can imagine is amazing. So
1: I have another practical tip. Yeah. I've seen a recent episode on this, so I'm trying to jog my brain about it. Yeah. yeah, writing down the pros and cons. Really, I love I mean, that. It's so mm-hmm. simple, but it's a very tangible task to do mm-hmm. to write out what is it? Because honestly, that's what I was doing when I was like, man, I like this, but something's missing. You know, I like this, but something's off. So, writing out the pros and the cons and sitting there and saying, okay, all of the pros, can I find this somewhere else? Can I use these gifts somewhere else? Or is this the place that I'm supposed to use it? Write down the cons. What do you not like about it? Whether it's delegate or like, hey, I don't really have to do this. And so, That's just a really practical tip. Write down the pros and cons and then pray about it. Yep.
0: I love that. It's so funny that you say that because it seems super simple, but it is. Yeah, it is. It's just that simple. It makes perfect sense. And I'm looking back here on my, I keep all my notebooks from (laughs) past journals and everything. And I remember it's in the front of one of my notebooks. I remember very vividly doing that exact same thing. Pros, cons of selling my business. What does that look like? I think that's amazing, practical advice that can suit anybody no matter where they are in their business or their life now. Is there another faith based tool or resource, maybe a journal or something that comes to mind that has really been just instrumental in your life as an entrepreneur that you could
1: recommend for all of us? I hate to say it's cliche, but it shouldn't be to any Christian. That was the number one question I would get because I was constantly talking about the books I was reading and all the developmental personal growth that I was getting from reading Mm -hmm. books. Literally, I have a list in my community of hundreds of books that I would recommend. I have not categorized and all of that. And so now people will ask me, what is your favorite <laughs> book? And I'm like, the Bible, What's the <laughs> Bible? But seriously, <laughs> we can find every single thing mm-hmm. that we would need to lay a strong foundation for our business, we can find it there. So I know that might sound cliche, but I'm I telling you, it. I didn't used to be that. Like five years ago, I wouldn't have said the Bible. Mm-hmm. But as I have read it multiple times and I continue to grow and just, it's alive and active. That to me is, I refer to this a lot as the downloads, the blueprints that God gives me and the divine downloads. Those happen in my quiet time with the Lord. And I don't think it's bad to learn from the experts. I don't think it's Mm -hmm. a bad thing to take what someone else has gone through and take the short end of it. And okay, I'm going to apply this. However, I think oftentimes as Christians, we forget God is the strategy. God is the strategy. He is unique. He's a master marketer. I mean, hello, the kingdom of God look at what God did to expand the kingdom. And he is a master marketer. He is the most creative person. He is, everything he does is with excellence. And so he can give us divine strategies for him. So quiet time with him, reading a Bible. Those are honestly, that's now a lot of the times, that's what I come up with what I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. so it doesn't necessarily have to look like the experts. God is the expert. I love it. That's a great answer. And I have two questions specific to that. Which Bible version do you read? Bible is your go to? Great question. So, I was raised on KJV um, (laughs) and I was always very frustrated. I felt like it was Shakespeare and I didn't get it so much so that I was defeated every time I would go because I was being told you need to read your Bible, you should read your Bible. Which, by the way, if you have that feeling, I want to encourage you to think do you need to or do you get to? Do you have to or do you want to? Should you or can you? That's a simple little technique and just in your thoughts for anything with your business. Do you need to, should, have to, or do you get to once you can? No. Totally changes the feeling of it, right? And so with that being said, I remember the first time I bought a new King James version, I thought I was being bad. This is how religion will get to you, right? Because <laughs> it, religion was telling me that's not the full translation of God's word. And so you're twisting it and all of the paraphrasing. But anyways, I've started to collect Bibles. Oh, so my study Bible is a NIV. Mm-hmm. That's typically what I use as my study Bible. And I have a couple of those, but I read through the message version last mm-hmm. year, which all paraphrase. Mm-hmm. I love the passion translation. I like a lot of them. And in fact, what I'll do, I will get like this morning, I have one verse that I was meditating on and I looked up five different translations to really just yes. marinate in what does that look like? But as far as a study Bible, it's typically the NIV and version. Ready. Yeah, that was a okay, long okay. answer to your very short question. But I just want to give other people hope that I struggled with reading the Bible. I felt very defeated before I'd open it. And I felt like I should, I needed to. It was kind of this, like, if you're a good Christian, if you're a good girl, you'll do this. But now I get to read the love letter from God. I want to get up at 5, 5.30 in the morning before my kids so that I'm a nicer mom. I'm a better entrepreneur. I'm a nicer wife, right? Because I get filled up with that. So. NIV, there's your answer.
0: I <laughs> love it. And you touched on my second question, which is, is there a verse either right now or a live verse or something that the Lord has put on your heart that you've mentioned one that you said you've been meditating on? So what comes to mind to share?
1: Yeah, I've actually been making a practice of writing scripture this year. And that's been really life-changing just writing it. And there's something from a neuroscience level too, right? There's something that happens when you take something out of your brain and put it on paper. So I Mm -hmm. encourage you to do that. One of my favorite verses, I think just for entrepreneurs in general is Jeremiah 33, and I'm paraphrasing this, but Mm -hmm. it's basically come to me and I will tell you hidden things you do not know. We're so often going to the experts and whether it's a podcast Mm -hmm. or a course, or we think we need more information in order to be qualified or to know or to have the next step. And Mm -hmm. God, tells us come to me and I will tell you the hidden things you don't know I love that verse it's one of my favorites so I have a lot of verses in my heart and in my head that the Lord just seems to drop that's one of my favorite for entrepreneurs I think that it gives you freedom to do things different because God is in the equation and that's where in his super can touch your natural oh I love that his super can touch your natural that's so good Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Heather, I cannot tell you how thankful I am for you to share. I mean, so many golden nuggets with us today. How can people find out more about what you offer? I know that you have the Garden of Favor Bloom Society, right? That people can join. But where can they find more information about
1: the coaching and where they can learn more about you? Yeah, thank you for asking that. So the podcast and the Facebook group are two big places. But shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. It's under Heather Schreiber Burns or Garden of Favor currently my website's under construction, but I do Mm -hmm. have a website. And so I would love to connect with you one-on-one, even if just something from this touched your heart. I love connecting with other entrepreneurs and cheering you on your journey. So Facebook, DMs, Instagram, I'll be there. Awesome. And definitely check
0: out the Garden of Favor podcast. It's really cool to watch this come full circle. Cause again, Steph Gass, who again, did you take her podcast coaching course? I did. I coached one-on-one with
1: her and then yeah, I took her course just to get this thing up and running. She awesome. Amazing. I did
0: the full funnel. I started with like the I don't even know the inexpensive little insta-bio course. And I was like, oh, that was good. But I went deeper. And then of course I did I did one coaching session, which was just wonderful. And I'm so thankful that she gave us so much wisdom for starting this journey and podcast. And then I just was delighted to read your story. And you've had a tremendous success story with your podcast, with the Garden of Favor podcast. And then again, I just love that. I'm like, wait a second, I know her. <laughs> That's
1: so funny. I love
0: it. God oh, is so cool. He's way cooler than we give him credit for. <laughs> oh, I totally, totally agree. Well, again, I'm so thankful for your time and for making this a priority. It's a really big deal to have you here
1: today. And I can't wait to stay in touch. And thank you again for sharing all of your heart with us today. Thank you for letting me share my story. Messed a message. So thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Yay, well, have a great day.
0: I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and make sure to share with a friend. I'd also be forever grateful if you'd be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes. And don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com
1: for lots more info. Have a great week.